Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we're getting deeper into what's going on with the Big Ten. Um, before we get too deep into that, though, I do want to uh, say a little bit more about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. So, Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned dentist out in Lakewood. It's about 15 minutes away from downtown Denver. It's super convenient, and it is a great place to get your teeth cleaned. Uh, They're diehard Colorado sports fans. Uh, They do a great job. Uh, Lindsey Sauer, who is our um, sales director at uh, DMVR, went out there to get her wisdom teeth out um, about a month ago, and it all went really well because they're really good at what they do. And they checked up on her a whole lot. They send out like all the personalized cards, all that kind of stuff. Um, and to me, the best part is if you go out there, you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush if you set up a teeth cleaning, x-ray, and exam. So do that. Uh, it's a great deal. You can get your free Sonicare toothbrush, um, which is... Uh, kind of expensive. So save yourself some money and get one for free. All right. Um, let's just jump in here. So yesterday I kind of talked about what went down over the weekend and where things stand now and why there's a little bit more traction, um, surrounding the big tens potential return to, uh, football. Here's basically what happened. So on Saturday, there was a small group of Big Ten presidents and chancellors. Uh, I think it was about eight of the 14 schools uh, had their president or chancellor there, and they kind of just talked through uh, some of the stuff. Then on Sunday, they had a bigger meeting. That's when they had um, all of the presidents and chancellors, and they also brought in um, the, the subcommittees for, um, like, like there's the medical subcommittee, the, uh, scheduling subcommittee and the TV subcommittee. Um, and they all came in and did their presentations about where things stand now and how they could move forward. And, um, that's pretty much all we know. Um, they didn't take a vote on Sunday, um, but I think that it was, yeah, it was John Wilner of the Mercury News who reported that would have been this morning, Tuesday morning, that Monday night, um, there was a vote and he didn't say what happened with the vote. And so we really don't know what to expect there. Um, but he did report that a source told him that there was a vote on whether to play or not. Then... Later this morning, uh, the president of Nebraska, one of the Big Ten schools, um, was holding a media conference, but before the media conference, um, he was talking to somebody up on the stage in front of the microphone, which turned out to be turned on, and he said that there was going to be an announcement tonight about the Big Ten, um, and so it's everybody's kind of like drawing the conclusion that that announcement is going to be that the Big Ten has a plan to return to play. Um, One of the rumored starting dates is uh, October 17th, 
that sounds like uh, the most likely result, probably just based on all the rumors I've been following. That's kind of where I'm expecting to see this go, is the Big Ten announcing tonight that they'll start their season October 17th. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on there. And um, now I want to talk about why that matters for the Pac-12. Um, let's just go through some of the differences first. So, so why is the Big Ten able to start October 17th when the Pac-12 isn't? So the big one is just the politics. Um, right now, the state laws in California and Oregon wouldn't let the football teams practice because you would have too many people and too close a space and it would be dangerous and technically illegal under the current laws there. Obviously, the Los Angeles Rams and Los Angeles Chargers um, are playing football in the NFL and also playing football while practicing and playing in uh, California. They got an exception. They worked with the state um, to figure out what they could do to convince them that this would be safe and wasn't going to put everybody at risk. And it obviously went well. The state allowed them to play. Um, With the daily testing that the Pac-12 should be able to implement by the end of this month, it wouldn't be a surprise to have California say that that is also acceptable. And maybe Oregon as well. Um, That is also possible. We just don't really know because we haven't seen Oregon approve football teams practicing and playing um, yet. So that's kind of where we're at there. Um, The other thing we've talked about a lot is how important the testing is, and I brought it up just a second ago too. Uh, The the Pac-12 is partnered with Quidel Corporation, and Quidel will... um, they will get testing to all of the schools in the Pac-12, um, tests that will turn around in about 15 minutes to get results, and will be, uh, I, I'm not even sure how to say this, I'm not sure how it works, if it's like a reusable thing, or if it's just like a whole bunch of different tests. Um, it sounds like there's like a machine that tests, but what, however it works, it's going to allow student-athletes to be tested every day that they go into the facilities, um, which is basically five days a week, six days a week, um, so basically every day. That's a huge step for a whole bunch of reasons. And we've talked about it on the podcast. We won't dig too deep, but, you know, the the quick ones, obviously, um, you know right away if somebody has uh, the coronavirus uh, and you can hold them at activities. um, and, And that means that you can just check people instead of having to do the contact tracing and figuring out, uh, okay, he has it. Who has he been around? Um, oh, his position group, his roommates, uh, they have to sit out for two weeks anyway or until they pass however many tests. Instead, you can just test everybody and see, do you have it? Do you not have it? Instead of saying, do you have it? Or did you come into contact with somebody? Because that can mean you have it and we can't test you again. Um, and we need multiple negative tests, all that kind of stuff. And so it really does open the door. You know, uh, I think, I can't remember, one of the games just got postponed um, for this weekend. Um, I'll figure out which one it is. Uh, But it was postponed 
because uh, there were not enough players. Oh, here it is. The inability to field a safe number of players among the depleted position group. Um, and that's the Central Arkansas-Arkansas State game. Uh, Central Arkansas played against um, the uh, Austin P in that season opener where Austin P was without a whole bunch of very important players. Um, so yeah, Arkansas State, Central Arkansas, it was postponed from this Saturday to October 10th now for that reason. Maybe they don't all have it. Maybe one of them had it and they, have, they don't have time to pass the correct number of tests to be allowed to play it. If you do the daily testing, it becomes a lot more likely that you could let those players onto the field, even if they're in the position group, even if they come into contact with somebody who has had coronavirus or has coronavirus, um, because you can tell basically for sure whether they have it or not. Um, plus, the test will figure out if you have it before you have symptoms. So that's big. And so that's why that testing partnership was so important. Um, and I've said this before, but uh, it, it, according to Larry Scott, it kind of moved up the Pac-12's timeline in that regard by about eight weeks. Now, they still need all of the politics to work out and the governmental stuff to work out, but that was a huge step. Right now, though, um, the Big Ten doesn't have a testing partner um, like the Pac-12 does in Quidel. That means that the Big Ten is kind of going to have to scramble. Um, ESPN put out a report that said that there are like a few companies that they're talking with and negotiating with. And so it does sound like maybe maybe even after this announcement tonight, maybe before the announcement tonight, they'll pull the trigger and pick one and go from there. But it's also true that uh, you'll remember the president was pushing the Big Ten to play a couple of weeks ago. Um, he had the call with Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, where the president, according to some reports, um, said that... Uh, he, the the federal government could supply tests to the Big Ten um, out of their reserve for of of tests um, without going into like the whole like ethics of that whole thing um, that is still kind of on the table and is this unknown um, to everybody outside of the Big Ten is kind of like is is it, could the federal government be offering enough tests that you would just not even need a testing partner because that would just do the trick? Um, would it cover half? Would it cover a quarter? Is it even happening at all? Is a very valid question, especially because we haven't heard. I, I believe, yeah, I believe we haven't heard a report about that in about a week or two. And so maybe that was just kind of like, in the moment, we can offer this, and then now they're on to whatever they're on to. Um, but that is also there. Um, and it also makes it a lot easier for the Big Ten. Um, and it's part of the reason why I think the Big Ten did get pushed this far um, and was able to find a way forward, um, whereas the Pac-12 still has a whole bunch of challenges. Um, yeah, I think that that's most of my thoughts there. Uh, and most of the information you need, more importantly. Um, but that's what's going on. And it should be a pretty big night um, because there is such a good chance that we are going to see the Big Ten announce when they're going to start. Uh, let's jump into a Breckenridge Brewery real quick. Breckenridge is the official beer of DNVR. Uh, everything they make is so good, and we enjoy it so much. And... Uh, you know, I just don't even know what my life would be like without it. You know, because at this point, I, I mostly just drink like 
Coors Light and Breckenridge beers. Wherever you go, it's, it's do you have anything from Breckenridge? And if not, okay, I guess I'll just go with Coors. And it's because I'm just so ingrained with everything that Breckenridge does. Whenever some beer comes out, I want to try it because I know all the other ones I've tried are so good and then I'm impressed and I want to keep drinking it, but I still want to keep drinking the other beers. It's a... Uh, it, it's, I don't even know. It's it's pretty cool, I guess. But uh, yeah, uh, Breckridge Brewery just makes incredible beer. Uh, we really appreciate them at DMVR. And remember, supporting our partners is supporting us. So go try some Breckridge beers if you haven't yet. They're so good. The Strawberry Sky is still my favorite. Avalanche Amber Ale is a classic. Um, what else? There's that Nitro... Uh, pumpkin spice latte whatever it is you want to try uh, you can go to the Breckenridge Brewery website and it will tell you where you can pick up whatever beer it is that you do want to try um, whether you want to get like the 12 pack of strawberry sky or the 15 can sampler whatever it'll tell you where you can pick up whatever it is you want to try King Supers has a lot of them um, Costco uh, most liquor stores uh, have a pretty good variety, uh, but use that Breckenridge Beer Locator to know for sure that you are going to get what you want to try. Um, also, want to uh, give a quick shout out to our friends over at WGT. World Golf Tour is the most popular mobile golf game in the world. Um, there are over 20 million players worldwide and for good reason because it is such a great game um the graphics are incredible um they like built a whole bunch of real courses in the game um including saint andrews and uh beth page black and so many others bandoned dunes um so so get on that and and check it out um you can play it from the comfort of your couch anywhere you go you can play on uh, iphones ipads um, whatever the Android equivalent of those two things are. Um, you can play it online on your computer too. Like there's so many different ways. It's so much fun. And you can play with us too. Um, you can join the DNVR three clubhouse, uh, which will mean that you can play in all of the tournaments that we hold every weekend. Um, and also just kind of compete with other DNVR members. Um, again, that's DNVR three. The first two are full, uh, you can do that by going to dnvrgolf.com and downloading the game. Uh, it's so cool. All of your favorite brands are in there with Titleist, Callaway, Ping, TaylorMade. Um, it's a lot of fun. Join us, dnvrgolf.com. Okay. Um, I did realize that I skipped over a kind of important piece, and that's that uh, I think the they're calling it like the most aggressive plan that the Pac-12 has worked on is would essentially start the season in mid to late November. That would obviously be a departure from what the Pac-12 has been trying to do um, by saying that they're canceling all activities through December 31st. And this pulls that back by a month, a month and a half. And, uh, you know, I would be really excited by that news. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that is what is reportedly kind of like the perfect world plan. If all goes well, they can make that happen. Um, I wonder what that would look like though, because, you know, with the big 10 jumping in in October, 
if it is October 17th and what they, they miss they're three weeks behind the SEC probably that's really not that far behind especially if the SEC I can't remember what they're planning is if it's like a 10 game schedule then maybe the Big Ten plays seven and they're totally in line and everything works out postseason wise uh, for those schools and those conferences um, that would uh, mean that the Pac-12 would kind of be alone, I would guess. It's just so hard to start the season that late and end it at the same time, which I think would have to be the goal um, if possible, but I'm just not sure that it is. And so I'm curious what that would look like if they try to get into the college football playoff because that typically starts, what, like New Year's Day, I think. Is that the first round or is the first round like Christmas Eve? The college football playoff. Wow, it's all starting to run together. No, I do think it's like the national championship seems like it's like the first weekend in January, like the sixth or so usually. But um, that would leave what? One, two, three, four. Five. So basically like six, seven weeks max for the Pac-12 to get games in before then. I mean, we've, we've heard they've talked about a six-game schedule, and so maybe they could make it work. But I'm just not so sure, and it might even just make sense to keep playing even longer into the spring, play into January, um, and try to get, you know, 10 games in, especially because it's not like the college football playoff is an expectation for the Pac-12 at this point. You know, it, it's not like they have Clemson in the conference, and by changing all of this, they can find a way to get Clemson into that national championship game and maybe win another national championship. I mean, Oregon could get there. USC has the talent to get there. Maybe there's a dark horse somewhere. Um, But odds are you're not getting into the college football playoff anyway. And so I would be kind of disappointed, I think, that if, if, if I saw that they were trying to plan everything to make it fit with the college football playoff for that reason. Because... It is, I don't even, I, I don't know that I call it a long shot. I'd say there's probably like a 20% chance a, a Pac-12 team gets in this year. Um, maybe even a little bit less than that, but not a whole lot less. Um, and, and to change everything and cut out games um, to try for that 20% chance, I'm just not so sure that that would be the right move when just keeping playing would make a lot of sense. You know, maybe you could get the... Uh, college football playoff to move back i would guess that that's tougher now that the big 10 i guess it hasn't happened yet but because it is so likely that the big 10 will uh make the decision to start playing in october you know they they i guess could also push for it to be delayed so they could play a longer season but i guess now that you have four power five conferences all kind of finishing at about the same time they're all going to want to put that college football playoff at about the same time and the Pac-12's voice won't matter all that much um, especially because they don't have one of those teams that's going to grab huge ratings Uh, I don't know I think Oregon has a decent fan base and USC if they were that good would certainly have a pretty strong following they'd get really good ratings but uh, I don't know it's a it's a strange situation. It's another strange situation. There's so many of those. Um, but that's what's going on now. Um, 
And as always, if you guys have any thoughts on any of this, you can leave those in the comment section for the post of t- for today's show at thedmvr.com. We'll get to those. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, just It's another one of these wait and see periods, but we're starting to really heat up a bit. Um, also, I've just kind of had this Jags game playing in the background because I want to see more of Visca since I was like... I mean, there was a lot of football on when I was trying to watch it the first time. Um, worth noting, he does look as good as I had hoped. Um, but based on, like, the bits and pieces, plus a little bit more than that that I'd seen before. But also, I didn't really pay attention when the Colts had the ball. Whew. Jonathan Taylor is looking like a beast. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I think that I'll probably do it for today. Um, a little bit shorter show again. Um, but before we get out of here, I should give a, a quick shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings just makes everything so much more fun. Sports are back, and I don't know. It, it just makes you think about the game in a different way. You know, I I have never bet on football before. Um, that was new to me because obviously it only became legal here a few months ago. And so it was kind of my first time like digging through the props um, based on things that I really know a lot about. Like I am a football person. I think that's been pretty clear. Like I, I like basketball. I like watching basketball, but my brain doesn't just like naturally know that it's like football is just ingrained in there. And so like, I feel like I have a lot of really good opinions on a lot of the things that happen in the NFL. And when you start to see like all those lines set in there, like Philip Lindsay, is he gonna get over forty three rushing yards? You're like, yeah, but also like Melvin Gordon, and it, and it becomes this weird thought exercise. Um, I think, I mean, I didn't wind up making money last night on that Broncos game um, for the obvious reason that the Broncos lost, and I'm a bit of a homer with my bets, um, but. I do think that I did a lot of things well, like Noah Fant. I was hammering Noah Fant, and he caught that first touchdown, and I didn't have the first touchdown bet like I should have. I, I did have, like, the t- uh, two touchdowns. Um, I sprinkled, like, the three-touchdown game. That would have been a massive payout. But it looked good there for a second. And, you know, they ran that, like, sh- shovel pass to the tight end with Jake Butt in there instead of having Noah Fant in there. And that, he probably would have gotten in. And then you just need one more and you have him in the groove. I don't know. Um, but it is kind of fun because it makes you think. Like, like you're so used to looking at matchups, especially in my profession. Like, I don't feel like I necessarily need to pick, like, winners and losers of matchups. It's like, okay, uh, Steelers, Giants, you're looking at Minka Fitzpatrick against Evan Ingram. You know, that's going to be one of the biggest matchups, especially when the Giants have the ball. And but then from there, I don't now. Now I'm starting to think like, okay, well, who's going to win? You have to pick a side, and it's really hard. I picked that right as well. And oh, I should say, five o'clock, DNVR Fantasy Live had to change the time because the Nuggets game tonight. But uh, I will be able to have a victory lap for my bet on um, Evan Ingram to have under ten fantasy points with Guy, who was very confident that because there were no other options, he would be putting up a lot of points um not bad logic he was wrong though and i was right um 
yeah so that's uh that's my betting story from yesterday again we've just been having so much fun at dmvr there's so many great offers all the time um you're missing out if you're not joining us because it is just so much fun and you know just having like friends who are also doing it is a lot of fun also dmvr lounge we've all been sharing all of our best bets and stuff uh jump in there if you haven't yet um because it's i don't know it's it's fun to talk about betting like it's it's where you have to like kind of just put your money where your mouth is i guess is the whole point um but uh yeah uh you can download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code dmvr when you sign up for a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right, a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Uh, that is a whole lot of money. Um, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for today. Um, I'll be back again tomorrow with some more, um, and I will see you then.